Hey, y'all, it's, uh, it's time for the Robert Scott Bell Show. And where am I? I hardly know. I have to check in with Super Don to say, where am I? Well, I'm actually in Lakeland, Florida at the Chamberlain store in North Lakeland. And they've been so kind as to give me a uh, broadcast room. It's my new studio for the day, or at least half the day. And uh, then I've got to head up to Lake Mary, uh, which is north of Orlando, to the Chamberlains up there to do a public event at 7 o'clock Eastern time. So if you're in the central Florida region, you want to dart over there, come on and see me. We've got upcoming events. We've got Julie Whitman-Klein joining us from Trinity School of Natural Health. Super Don's in studio. We've got some astounding news stories to cover. And then a bonus, let's call it interview, with Peter Bregan from a while back. So I can pack up and get out of here early to go to the next event. So, on the road again, yes, I am. Willie Nelson is not here, and yet we're going to have a great time because Julie Whitman-Klein is. And so is Super Don. So let's get the Robert Scott Bell Show started now, robertscottbell.com slash listen to the chat room. I'll see you there in just a moment. Thanks for being here. Here we go. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Not sure how I got here, but here I am uh, live from Lakeland, Florida, at the Chamberlain's North uh, Lakeland store. Thank you. Shout out to that group out of uh, Oklahoma. Great people. They have the uh, sovereign silver and sovereign copper products as well. And uh, they are uh, hosting me a couple of lectures this week, the 4th of October, which is today. Yes, it is. We got here. And let me see. You want me to bring my mic up a little bit? All right, it's back up here. I wouldn't want to redline it. But uh, sorry, I just had to get that message out on the remote. Sometimes I get too crunchy and too loud and too animated. So I end up getting yelled at. You're too loud. Now we're too quiet. So I'm going to see if I can find that happy medium. Uh, so, yes, tonight I'll be at the Lake Mary store, which is north of Orlando up I-4. I've got to traverse I-4 Ultimate. I have no earthly idea if they fix that thing or it's going to take me 10 hours to get there. So that's why uh, today we have a live hour broadcast uh, with special guest Julie Whitman-Klein coming in from Trinity School of Natural Health and Trinity Health Freedom Expo to give that preview in a moment, as well as uh, tomorrow scheduled to be at the uh, Lakeland, no, not the, let's see, East Orlando, East Colonial Store in Orlando of Chamberlain's for a 7 p.m. evening time free lecture. There it is. Thanks, Super D. You see it in the upcoming events tab, October 4th, October 5th. We're really here. I've been talking about it for a while, and I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of my Old friends, reunion time, some new friends that may be listeners to the show that have never seen me live and in person do a presentation. And if you're not in the Orlando area, no worries. Guess what? Next weekend, we'll all be together again, reunion time at the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. We'll all be speaking and broadcasting and interviewing and moderating. And yeah, there it is, Super D. We can click on that and see it. We're going to talk more about it today. Last minute ideas. You want to talk about a great gift? Give somebody the gift of the Health Freedom Expo and join us there. Um, this weekend, I'll be back in time to be in, uh, let's say, Salt Lake City area uh, with uh, Kristen Chevrier. We previewed her event this weekend, Your Health Freedom Utah. And she is uh, uh, got, I think, Del Bigtree's coming to that one. And so I'll be able to hang out and get some interviews there with the Health Independence Alliance. So this is uh, the time for getting together with people. This is the time for reunions and unions and communication, and really celebration in the midst of a lot of things that, yes, have been challenging and that are challenging and will be challenging. You always have each other. And I'm just encouraging you to find each other. If you don't know who each other is, get out there and find out. That's why I want you to come to the Health Freedom Expo. But before we talk about that, 
Super Don sent me this uh, article, and I, you know, as I'm preparing for the show today, I really just rolled in 30 minutes ahead of time to set up a stranger in a strange land uh, for this live broadcast to make sure technologically everything would work. And then I asked, so Super Don, what are we doing today? And he, he shrugs like I never, ever read anything he sends me. I'm like, really? Really? Today of all days? I've been going since uh, yesterday getting here. And uh, there has been no moment to look at this show until we showed up right before showtime. So, Super Don, go ahead and show that first story. Listen, it's in my job description. I have to give you a, a, a hard time. That's just, it's one of my, my, my jobs. So, is that in the fine print? I don't remember reading that. And now. somewhere in the, in the fine print, in, in on yours, it says you have to whine a little bit. So, I have to whine too. That's okay, right. Well, at least I know that I'm required to whine. <laughs> so, I feel better about my whining. <laughs> So you sent me this. I'm like, what? What? It's headlined Fauci Pal at center of COVID lab lake suspicions gets new bat virus grant. Now, l- let's just pause for a moment and forget Fauci and forget the pal and just look at bat virus grants. Is it is, who thinks this is a good idea to do gain of function research with bat guano viruses or whatever you're doing to look i mean after what we've been through in the past two two and a half years this is still happening you sound anti you sound anti-science there robert what's wrong with you you know what here's here's my perspective on science science (laughs) without consciousness is destructive and dangerous and what we're seeing with gain of function research whether it goes through fauci or any of his pals is complete lack of consciousness. And I'm going to say it this way, a lack of spiritual awareness, a lack of the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. There is no guidance there. There is arrogance. There are arrogant men and perhaps some women in the so-called pseudoscientific fields that they treat science as religion, yet they have no God other than the mind that they worship. And that mind doesn't know or care for right or wrong. Just, hey, what can we find out and then develop and profit from? And there's nothing wrong with making an honest day's wage or profiting from your innovations. But when that profit is centered around causing illness, ailments, disease, infection, and then you come in with the so-called cure that isn't like a jab, an mRNA injection, now you're talking about uh, really exhibiting evil intentions and behaviors. And I know this is, you know, it's kind of, it's hard to talk about because yesterday's monologue I opened with uh, talking a lot about forgiveness and getting beyond this as well and moving forward, not to ignore the past, but to learn from it. And yes, to hold those accountable who have been engaged in criminal activity like Fauci, like his pal here. But this is absolutely not where I think if you're a scientist and you have a, you know, you have some semblance of a spiritual recognition that life is more than just about molecular reductionism. You got to speak out against this. I know the money is is where this is because that's where they're sending the money in grants. But quite honestly, to to let's see if we can develop things that aren't in nature normally, and let's see if we can monkey with them, for lack of a better way to say it, alter the DNA of these things, and then release them out to the world and pretend we have the solution for you and mandate that. And if any doctor says otherwise, we will we will we will uh, make them feel our our the, our wrath. For daring to speak out against the Fauci's of the world, those who believe that, yeah, we could experiment uh, with the natural world and make it more dangerous 
and then unleash it on the world and then come in with the cure. Tell me, Super Don, am I wrong about this? Is that anti-science? I, I, I think I'm pro-life <laughs> in this case. Well, you know, they've got another explanation for it. But yeah, you know, and, and listen, gain-of-function research has been kind of a, a thing that people have been concerned about for a long time, but it wasn't until we had this, whatever you want to call it, the last, what, almost three years now? Yeah. That uh, people have been focused on, you know, the Wuhan lab, the gain of function research, uh, the, the the company and that that was doing the research and contributing to the research. So when you see something like this, where the NIH, Anthony Fauci, right? Although yeah. although Fauci would be like, I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Other people make those decisions. I'm just doing my thing over here, right? Uh, and that's exactly what he would say. But yeah. you would think maybe at some point when when they're like everybody's looking at the Wuhan thing and are already suspicious of the Wuhan thing. Yeah. That maybe somebody, or maybe Fauci might have gotten a memo, or might have run into somebody in the in the break room that might have said, "Hey, Tony, guess what? You know, it's hard to believe that he completely has no idea what's going on at the NIH while he's there, right? So, do you think maybe somebody might have gone, you know, what? Maybe we ought to rethink this, uh, given the grant to the same people that that were responsible, or or at least people suspect, yeah, may have been responsible for what happened. See, this is what happens when you convince a former human being that he has no accountability you know, for anything that he does or says. In other words, anything you do or say, nobody's going to come back and, and hold you to account for it. You understand what happens? It's like a little child. You teach them that they can get away with anything, and then they will start to do anything because they know, hey, no consequences. Of course, in God's creation, we know that's not the way it works, but in man's arrogance, he can be duped and deceived into it. The question is how many people will look at Fauci and go, oh, I want to be like that. I want to be able to get away with anything versus those of us who have some semblance. Dude, of there's a, there's a lot. Of, there are quite a few people that look at that and envy. Yeah. yeah. This, oh, this, is, this is where all, the, all the, 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 the skeptics come from that, you know, there are all these scientists and these doctors and stuff like that because they yeah. love they love to have that that power. You know, and, and the lack of, and they, they're never wrong. That's the thing. You know, so we've talked about this before. They're never wrong. They never make mistakes, right? According to science. So if you're just now joining us, this article is linked up in the show notes and Super Don sends it out as a newsletter each day. And you can get the newsletter by texting RSB to 22828. Text my initials RSB to 22828 or just come on over to robertscottbell.com and you'll see now, I'm just going to read the, the first paragraph or two just so you understand what we're talking about here. Dr. Anthony Fauci has steered another lucrative grant to study bat viruses to the same company suspected of conducting gain-of-function research at the mysterious Chinese laboratory in Wuhan, where some experts believe COVID-19 was hatched. Yeah, well, the experts that have any critical thinking skills. Echo Health Alliance, which sounds somewhat benign, doesn't it, Super D? It would almost be like... The Robert Scott Bell Show, sponsored by Echo Health Alliance. And you go, oh, okay. But it's totally not appropriate, the name, in terms of what they're – we know what they are versus what Eco Health, Boy, that sounds very very progressive, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yes. But yeah. they last month began a multi-year study of viral sequences and isolates for use in vaccine development. According to the grant for the from the NIAID, which is Fauci's uh, baby, so to speak, his fiefdom, uh, and it's a $3.3 million study, which involves, guess what, bats and coronaviruses. And it's set to run now through August 31st, 2027. So we've learned nothing, clearly. 
We've learned absolutely nothing, and we're sending money to the same criminals that have set the world on fire and then came in with the hoses that don't actually put out the fire, create more specific fires in the individuals who use those hoses, a.k.a. carrot stick injections, because we can't say what they really are lest we get banned and deplatformed again. All right, so you see that's the tweet? I'm just looking at your your your, your uh, visual. Is that the tweet? Yeah, that from Alex Berenson. <laughs> oh, my who's- God who's not been a, a fan of, of this stuff going on and stuff like that. And he just sent this out. And it was just, you know, I, I share, I think anybody who look at this would just kind of share his astonishment mm-hmm. at the whole thing. It's like, are you kidding me? And it's almost insulting. If it doesn't, if it doesn't piss you off, it should. Yeah. You know, because here we go again. Well, this, here- the, the, this is like, just, you know, like uh, uh, just laughing in the face of people. That, you know, had legitimate questions about what in the world were we doing three years ago over in the Wuhan lab. So who thought this was a good idea? Millions, billions, trillions. The question is, do you have the power to make it stop? Do I have the power to make it stop? Well, not in and of myself, but at the same time. I have the power to stop contributing to it. I have the power and you have the power to stop funding it now. What do I mean by that? Well, this is something that we be, we began to explore many years ago on the Robert Scott Bell Show, the idea of not only funding, but the energy cycle. Like you become the copper top of the matrix for their evil deeds. And, and, and our fear feeds into that as well. So when we look at this, it's like, oh my gosh, should we be afraid because they're going to create more of this uh, COVID stuff in, in new bats or in new coronaviruses? Or do we look at this and say, this is their last gasp. This is their last attempt to do these dastardly deeds. And no longer are we going to fall prey to it. No longer are we going to be in fear of it. We are going to strengthen our systems so much. And we are going to stop participating in their fear mongering and all the public health, uh, let's say, uh, initiatives that do not support genuine health and, and only promote the fear agenda and all that comes with it. So I'm asking you now, as we bring this story up, not to bum you out, not to to frighten you, but to help you to see through what their intentions are. They don't stop. They won't stop until you stop them. And this doesn't require violence on your part. This requires you to stand up in God's love, in the strength of the spirit that created you to say, I shall not participate. I will not participate. And this shall not pass. And no longer feed it. Now, where that goes is something that you're going to have to pray and contemplate on for you. But the question of whether you are obligated to pay for your enslavement, to pay for your capture, to pay for your injection in poisoning state. I think it's a real clear answer that you'll find when you ask, "Is it? am I required to do that really? Really? And ask that at the deepest spiritual level you can get to with the most sincerity in your heart, with all the prayer you have, so that you no longer feed the beast that would do exactly what Fauci and his pals are doing or intending to do moving forward. Now, having said that, another thing that will help strengthen your resolve to see through this and work your way and walk your way through it, maybe even dance and celebrate your way through all of this, as I said, is getting together with people, with friends, with family, with new family that have a similar thought form similar consciousness, a like-minded and intention to live in freedom, 
to follow the Spirit as it guides us for health and healing. And that's why I'm encouraging you all, if you haven't made your plans, there's a little over a week left till we join Julie Whitman Klein and the Trinity family together again at Tinley Park Convention Center outside of Chicago for the Health Freedom Expo. And when we come together like this, we are, I am inspired. I am uplifted. I am overjoyed. Even in the midst of, yes, other emotions that you may feel as you witness and walk with people that have suffered to learn hard lessons, whether it be health lessons, whether it be freedom lessons, whether it be health freedom lessons, to come together to walk in our strength together. Like, well, it doesn't happen unless we get together. And that's why, again, we have Julie Whitman Klein back on the Robert Scott Bell Show now to, to remind you, you got a little bit more time to be part of this wonderful event that happens each year around this time. And I wish it happened three times a year. I wish it happened every weekend, but we would be exhausted, Julie. We would. So thank you <laughs> for letting me come on and join you today. Oh, well, I'm always so happy to see you and the family at Trinity. You know that you guys are so precious to me and I think a lot of people. And we've been able to highlight, spotlight a lot of awesome folks that have come through the program that are graduates and doing amazing things and uh, not walking in fear, but being really the healing energy that I wish to be and, and wish to seek out for others as well. And when we get together at the expo, you know, starting with your dad all those years ago and continuing the tradition that you have you know, work hard to keep alive through some struggling times we've all been through, right? Mm -hmm. And to have this celebration happen again in the midst of coming out of the COVID craziness or even last year, we had it as well. Uh, I see great things occurring and I know that some people go, well, all you want to do is look on the bright side. Well, there's nothing wrong with looking on the bright side, right, Julie? Mm -hmm. Correct. I agree. So. so tell us more about the bright sides that are happening at the expo next weekend. Sure. October 15th and 16th, Tinley Park Convention Center, Tinley Park, Illinois. It is our 30th expo. 30. And so, yes, we will have three speaking rooms, a different speaker every hour. On Saturday, we have the Health Freedom Panel, where you are the uh, moderator. So thank you for that. And then on Sunday, we also have the 5G uh, panel going on. We've got the symposium. Uh, Dr. Bradley Nelson will be speaking on Saturday. It is a private event, so you will want to register for that event. The cost is $50. It does include dinner as well as his program that he'll be speaking on at the symposium. We've also, Robert, added demonstrations this year inside the exhibit hall. There'll be different demonstrations going on, about a 25 to 30 minute demonstration. And so we are just really excited. We've got some new speakers this year, new exhibitors. We've got five booths left. Our program guide is going to print in 48 hours. Um, so we're just really excited as a community. Trinity School of Natural Health sponsors this expo every year. And our goal is to provide students, people, individuals, professionals, practitioners with hope, solutions, and support. So um, it's like-minded individuals coming together to learn, to grow, and support each other. So I look forward to seeing uh, everybody there. I have to add this into the mix because this is all those years we've been getting together with our mm -hmm. dear friend, Jonathan E. Mord, yes. who's the, you know a real champion for health freedom in America and has been for a long time. And there have been enough people encouraging him to explore the possibility of yes. running for the U.S. Senate out of Virginia. And we're going to have a very special meeting with Dan Burton as well 
at the uh, Health Freedom Expo, uh, like never before has this been done. I mean, we've had we've had certain people in polit- from political office that have been supporters of ours and health freedom and that movement. But to have someone that's been with us, growing up with us all through the years, now maybe stepping up into that big room in the mm-hmm. U.S. Senate would be absolutely amazing. That's exciting. Yes, Jonathan Emore kicks off our, our expo every year. So he is our first speaker on Saturday morning. And then like you had mentioned, he is having a special event on Friday before the symposium starts. And um, we'll have more information about that in our program guide. We'll announce that. But yes, I'm so excited that he's um, asked Dan Burton to come. Dan Burton is also speaking on Saturday right after Jonathan Emore. So we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, the, these are uh, historic times. We know we're living through some serious history they'll write about and read about. We'll be reading about it, and our kids and grandkids will. And I think that a part of what we have done with the Health Freedom Expos from your dad on forward is really plant the seeds for a lot of the changes and transformations that are, I think, very positive and that are straying away in this country from freedom. Uh, and, and the question is, how do we move back? It doesn't happen uh, by accident. And you have been involved with this for so long uh, as the next generation. And we're trying to educate that even next generation, these young people coming up. And I love it when families come to the Health Freedom Expo and bring their kids of various ages. And, I've, you know, we've seen some of them grow up and become young adults, some graduates of Trinity School of Natural Health as well. That says the future is not all bad. You know, what you'd hear in the mainstream media is mm-hmm. a lot of greatness happening before our very eyes. But what we try to do, of course, is spotlight that here. We know we don't have a lot of friends in the mainstream media, so we have decided to become the media and and work together on transforming the consciousness for those that really represent, I think, the best of what health and freedom coming together as health freedom and this movement has to offer. Mm -hmm. Yes, Robert, this event is family friendly. And we are trying to help people navigate these times and um, how they can always have a voice. And our tagline has always been your freedom to know and your right to choose um, what is best for you as an individual, as well as your family. And um, so that's what the event is about. So gaining knowledge, gaining information and um, being proactive and um, making sure your voice is heard. Well, and it is. There's so many great speakers. And the thing is about the Health Freedom Expo, if you've never attended one, it's not too humongous that you feel like you're lost in a sea of zillions of people. It still has a, a you know, a, a familial type of atmosphere, Friend, friends, gathering with friends, meeting new people. And the speakers are very available to communicate and talk with you. So if you've never met Jonathan anymore, you're like in awe of this guy. He's a regular guy. He's an amazing guy. And he'll chat with you, talk with you about these things. And and pretty much all the other speakers tend to do that as well. They, they're they enjoying being in there. And we got Bradley Nelson for the first time, which I was so amazed when I finally met him like a year or so or two years ago to think that he would come to the Health Freedom Expo. And I will add another newcomer to the Health Freedom Expo this year is Dr. David Martin, PhD. Mm-hmm. And David yeah. is like, he's been working the circuit and people just try their best to connect with this guy. One of the mm-hmm. greatest opportunities you'll ever have is to come meet him at the Health Freedom Expo as well as John Hewlett from uh, the uh, Cardio Miracle team. They're going to be there. They have a booth and we're all going to be hanging out together with some of our friends from Choose to Be Healthy and Sherry Neal, who has a booth. And, you know, folks, there's five left, just so you know. If you have a product or service that you feel like our community would really respond to 
And that's the thing. The people that come to this, they appreciate each and every booth. And, and they want to learn why you're there. So you have an opportunity to connect with people you wouldn't normally connect with. So I think it's, again, only five booths left. If you've thought about it and you think, well, is there one for me? There's one left for you. But hurry, hurry. There is. Just like you said, Robert, a lot of our speakers are very approachable. A lot of them have booths this year, so they'll be around all weekend long. So you're going to be able to talk to them and ask questions. We also have Jonathan will have book signing and be selling his newest book there. Um, so we're really excited. We've also have food vendors this year. So we're going to, again, provide quality uh, op- food options for lunches, even breakfast, and then also at the symposium. So we have Purple Sprout. Uh, she is providing food as well as the uh, convention center itself. The Purple Sprout, is that where we brought food in sometimes? It is. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he is good. bringing more food this year. So it will be a great time. You will not go home hungry. Yay. I like to be able to eat at these events. You know that, although I typically fast on Friday, but the event Saturday and Sunday. So I will eat both days. That's great news. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So it's going to be a great event. We're really looking forward to it. And so we really hope to see everyone there. All right. So uh, the Tinley Park Convention Center, which is far enough outside of Chicago, I always say this, that people that know, oh, I don't want to go to Chicago. You're not going to the heart of Chicago. You'll be all right. Although David Martin insists that I need to go into the, that shiny bean in Chicago to take a picture with him, which is hard to say no to that. So I might do that on maybe on Friday. We'll see. But the the where the place it is, it's it's kind of out in the in the suburbs. It's, yes. it's very not Chicago like in terms of we were there last year, even in the midst of like tapering tail end of covid and nobody hassled us on masks or anything no. like that. It was very different than what you expect when you go to a city that you call Chicago. So I just I want to alleviate any concerns that if you come out, you don't have to go into the heart of that city if you want to avoid it. We're not t- tending to hang out there. So that's mm-hmm. another positive here. Uh, there's a, a just a, a tremendous. I know that there's a hotel connected to the convention center. Mm-hmm. They're probably surrounding hotels if it's filled up. I don't know. Uh, but it, it's the suburbs. So you, c- you have a lot of opportunities outside of that hard city. Yes, the Even Hotel is attached to the convention center. There's free parking. It's a non-union facility. They have been great to work with in allowing us to fulfill our vision and mission. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So let's talk about some other uh, speakers that uh, maybe people are not familiar with and some that have been there each year that are so tremendous when they bring it, they bring it every year. Uh, is Todd Frisch coming back? Yes, yes. And he's also going to have his booth shape reclaimed. So Dr. Todd will be there. um, And he is speaking on Saturday. I'm peeking at the speaker schedule. Um, Other repeats that people have really enjoyed is Dr. Paul Tai. He is going to be there. Carolyn Gross. Um, and then we all agree that Jonathan Emord kicks it off for us. Um, and then we've got a lot of the new people coming as well. Sarah Grace is coming to us new. And then um, we've also got, like you had mentioned, David E. Martin and John Hewlett. Um, so, yeah. And then the symposium, Brad Nelson. Last year we had Carolyn Leaf. And so this year we've got Dr. Bradley Nelson coming. Oh, to Dr. Bradley's. We're going to bring it. He's amazing. Also, yeah. uh, Joni Abbott's back speaking at the yes. event. Uh, mm-hmm. homegrown health. I, I love Joni. She's like a sister for for me and she's just a beautiful soul. We got Paul Bertero, Morley Robbins looks like scheduled. Uh, yes. Gosh, do we have a li- lineup after lineup. It, it's just amazing how many awesome speakers we've got coming. Is Diane Miller yes. going to be there? She is. And she's also on the health freedom panel. So we've got a lot of supporters of health freedom and um, in the expo. So we're really excited about this year's event. Oh, look at that. Hollywood power couple, Chris and Lourdes Lavoie. I, I joke about that because they are 
actually, you know, high level acting. You've seen her in movies and television shows, but they are anything but Hollywood. They are yeah. so heart centered, spirit centered, focused. They are just wonderful yeah. people. Yeah. And so Chris and Lourdes are going to be with us at the Health Freedom Expo as well. Mm-hmm. They're just heart centered people. You're going to love them. So again, yes. what, a, what a lineup, Julie. This is like I know. It is. It's great. And Ty and Charlene Bollinger, good Don't friends. Have of have are going to be there. So yeah, so we, and we've got a wide variety of topics. And with the three speaking rooms, there is something for everybody. Also keep in mind, all of the lectures will be recorded. So if you're also in the exhibit hall, checking out the exhibitors and miss something, um, if you have paid for the Trinity um, virtual event that'll be held in February, you'll be able to watch um, all of the speakers and the exhibitors will be there as well in a virtual booth opportunity. Okay, so yeah, let me let me review that. And Super Don's got it up on screen. Thank you. Check this out. So those of you who, from around the world, wherever you are, for whatever reason, cannot attend, or even if you do attend in live and in person, you can't physically go to all of the speakers because there's some simultaneous that happen. So what happens if you want to see three at once? Well, you have the virtual expo. And is that like an add-on when you come to the expo? You can add that in, so yes. the February event? Absolutely. If you're there at the event, it's $25. In addition, you'll have three-month access, February 18 and 19. This is the virtual event. So it'll be all of the speakers. Plus, we have T. Colin Campbell, Aaron Elizabeth. We're working on additional speakers that'll be there for the live, or sorry, for the virtual, and then the exhibitors as well. So, Do you you remember last year when we did the virtual one in February? Yes. You actually had me moderate like a live panel on, I think on Zoom or something we did. Are yes. we going to do that again so we'll have even a more up-to-date health freedom stuff? Yes, absolutely. It'll be relevant. Up-to-date information will be shared um, in February. Absolutely. Okay. So, folks, again, I, when I say be there, you know, I, I don't mean to bum some people out. It's like, but Robert, I can't. Any reason, all right? Whatever excuse you got, I'm not going to yell at you. But the excuse you don't have is not getting the virtual expo so you can see it all even if you miss it in october when it'll play in its entirety and you can go to every room every room that you couldn't see physically Mm -hmm. and then also the new uh lectures that will be presented that haven't been presented at the october event coming up uh, next week so that is an important distinction and an add-on that is so well worth it and Mm -hmm. um, just trying to think of all the other things that uh we're going to be doing. There's, there's all this stuff that you, you can't put on a, in a brochure that happens, right. you know, as I try to explain the relationships that are built, the friendships that are made. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Lifelong friends, uh, grab your girlfriend, grab your spouse, come. Um, you won't be disappointed. Uh, we are a community. Um, really just want to make people feel welcome and it's a safe place to ask questions, get answers to your questions. And um, so, yeah, you don't want to miss it. So it's something we work on year round and um, it is 11 days away. So October 15 and 16, and they can go online on the website, healthfreedomexpo.com and or call 888-658-3976. You can still register to exhibit, but also register to attend. All right. Excellent. All right, Julie, any uh, updates? Uh, I know we just uh, did some features on the uh, Trinity School. 
Yes. Uh, the, the, we just started, I think, October 3rd, just like yesterday, the new term, a lot, a big we one, right? Big yes, it was a big start. And our next one is October 31st. It is the Certified Natural Health Professional and also the Certified Holistic Health Practitioner Program that will be, um, people are able to register today for. We've got 17 programs um, and we've got some new ones coming. And then next year, we'll be launching the Spanish Health Coach Program. We also just were approved for CEU credits for nursing. So uh, Judy Masters has been working on that. And wow. we'll continue to add additional CEU units as they become available. So stay tuned to that. All of our programs are online. We also have a lot of lecture on demand opportunities for certain subjects and um, of interest that people want to purchase that's available for them on our website. So um, Trinity is growing and we're so excited to um, bring people in to Trinity and hopefully have let them have a great experience. Hey, Julie, the, the Trinity live events that have happened typically in September, late, late yes. in Indianapolis. Is there going to be, uh, are you going to be, fold that into the Health Freedom Expo next year? Or is it going to be a separate event? What's the plans for that? Absolutely. Trinity Live, we just had over 90 students go through our program. It was a weekend long event with um, intensives on the bookends. And so we are moving it to uh, Tinley Park. It'll be then October 13 and 14. And there'll be a dinner that evening, the evening of the 14th. And then our expo starts the 15th and 16th. So our goal is for students and anyone, Trinity Live is open to everybody. Anybody that attends that will be able to stay for the expo. And those that are coming to the expo can come early and get some additional education on great topics, very affordable. Um, so it's going to be a great time for all of our instructors to come together and put on the Trinity Live event. And then I'll go right on into the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. So we are talking now calendar year 2023 for that? We That's are. 2023. Okay. The next Trinity Live event will be held right. in Tinley Park um, in October. Oh, that's fantastic news. Mm -hmm. I just like, I love that because I think it'll bring more, not only excitement, but more practitioners coming from all over yes. to be part of the expo. It'll fold right into that. So I think that's brilliant. It makes mm -hmm. it easier to not have to travel twice. And this time it's hard, hard enough yes. what I'm doing with this crazy travel schedule I'm on. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Cost savings and, and a good, um, good reason to do it. So yeah, well, beautiful. Well, what a thrill. We're up uh, against a little break. I want to make some announcements as well, Julie, but the uh, this will be here before we know it. I mean, I've been talking about a number of these events in October was going to be a crazy travel month for me, but I'm really, really so excited. As you've talked about, I'm like, oh, he's coming. She's coming. Oh, I forgot about that. It's like, holy tamale. I'm, I don't hear another thing. I, I'm not going to want to go to sleep. I'm going to stay no. up talking to people. I've got to be better about that, though, so I don't end up paying for it after. But the time we get together is just so, so wonderful, so refreshing, so uplifting. As I said about this, when they try to take us out of coming together, when they try to say we must stay at home and hide, we mm -hmm. must do the opposite because that's clearly mm -hmm. not a message from our creator, from God. I don't believe we are yes. to come together and rejoice and celebrate life. And one of the greatest celebrations I've had on an annual basis for many years, with very few exceptions, when we couldn't hold it, uh, is coming together at the Health Freedom Expo. So. Um, may this be a resurgence and maybe we can even do more. But again, when, when everybody's ready, I, uh -huh. I know we'll be ready too. Yes, I'm ready. So great. Thank you, Robert, for your time today. All right, Julie. Well, big hugs to the whole team. Hang in there. I know there's so much work to get ready. Probably you're scrambling behind the scenes, but you look great. I can't oh, tell you're you. scrambling, but it's, uh, it's a rewarding experience. It's 11 days away. Uh -huh. Yes, I know. So 
you'll sleep ahead of the time because when we get there, it might not be much time for that. <laughs> yes, All right, Julie. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Robert. All right. That's Julie Whitman Klein, Trinity School of Natural Health and Trinity Health Freedom Expo. Gen- just genuinely excited. I'm not mocking up anything for that. I, I, I tell you, it is one of the highlights of my year. Every year we get, get together and do this. And even the virtual one is still awesome. Uh, but if you can be there together, it's just that plus factor. And I hope you'll take advantage of that. If you're just getting the nudge, it's like, really, Robert? Really? Yes, really. Come and see us. Uh, also, uh, the things that uh, you can learn there about your health, about healing. Uh, maybe it's just some awesome new swagger drip, depending on your generation from Jonathan E. Moore. Uh, there's a lot of fun that we're going to have together. And now we know we're going to have even great food when we're there. I'll be able to eat as well. Uh, one of the things, you know, Super Don, is, uh, I'm an advocate for, guess what, organic food. Oh, no, did he say organic food? Yes, I did. And uh, I, I would rather fast than eat food that doesn't make me feel good. That's just me. Uh, but how do you keep it organic if you're growing it and the bugs are trying to get it? Well, remediate the soils. But before you can get all that taken care of, at least you have delimiting from the orange peel. You have orange guard. OrangeGuard.com. This is what you can get at your localized hardware store or Whole Foods or direct by going to OrangeGuard.com. And it's delimiting. It is safe around the kids and the pets and uh, in your greenhouse like I use it or or anywhere around there. Uh, Get rid of aphids, roaches, and ants. And it's not going to harm your cats and dogs and your kids and you. And even if you're growing organically, it's not going to ruin organic certification. It's only listed if you're going for certification. But even if you're not, you know you're not poisoning the food that you're growing. And that is wonderful. There you go. What do I have? A Is that a picture of a dog I'm seeing, Super Don? Can you put that on screen? Because I don't see it for some reason. There it is. Oh, my gosh. Who sent it? Diane in? sent that in. That's Diane's uh, uh, dog, Belle. Wow. B-E-L-L-E. Wow. So almost, almost, yeah, I thought maybe it might have been a relative of yours. but That's funny. Yeah. So thank you, Diane, for sending that in. You'll be entered into the drawing. We're going to do it later towards the end of this month. Uh, and here it is. The collage of great pictures. So when you get your orange guard, take a picture with it and send it into Superdon. AskRSB at gmail.com. AskRSB at gmail.com. We'll get it there. Lori Harvey is asking, can I spray it directly on my Huskies for fleas? I am not aware of any contraindication. The question is, does it need to be full strength? Does it need to be diluted? You know, I've sprayed orange guard right on my skin without a problem. Uh, but I know that cats are more sensitive to citrus uh, uh, let's say flavonoids or whatever it is. So be a little bit more cautious around the cats, not because it's toxic by definition, just because cats have a sensitivity to oranges that dogs don't. But in terms of uh, uh, spraying, I mean, we would we would wash dogs, and even sometimes cats are not happy about it. But the the orange delimiting uh, if they have fleas. So yeah, absolutely, I would say definitely that'd be a good thing. That's what I've I've read as well is that yeah. you can you can just put it directly on the dog. Mm-hmm. The fleas don't like it. Yeah. The dog don't mind. The fleas do mind. And that's a good thing. So let's see what we got here. We are How live. About Nutritional today. Frontiers. Oh, yeah. Dude, they are so awesome. Uh, I, I was just thinking we've got to get them on. Normally, they're on today. But because I have to dart out for the second hour, we've re- we're rescheduling them hopefully for a week from today. Jamie, Dorley, Joe Messino. Usually, they're hopefully at the uh, Health Freedom Expo as well. And... Uh, there, I don't know. Do you have their focus for their uh, month of October? I was just looking. Apparently, they haven't changed it yet. Unless, uh, let me okay. just 
do I it. I might have sent out an email or something to you. But yeah, they haven't changed it on the website yet. <clears throat> yeah, remember if you if you go to Nutrition Frontiers, no matter what, when they have sale items, you can always use the RSB15 discount code for double dipping. Now, I don't know that if you're a wholesale professional account, you're buying it wholesale already, that's going to work. But for everyone that buys it regularly, you can get 15% off even the discounts that they often have, 12, 13, 14, or sometimes 15% off on their specials, monthly deals and other things. So please take advantage of that. If you haven't already got their certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products, they're amazing. I use them all of the time. You can go to CBDNF.com, sign up to, to become a customer. And they will send you, if you're in the United States, when you mention the Robert Scott Bell Show, a bunch of samples, goodies. Take a picture of those goodies and send them in. It's been kind of slow. I think people are, there's no novelty to hemp CBD products for some reason. But my gosh, I would say, come on, get a, get a few more entries and we'll do another. You'd giveaway. think there'd be some novelty to free though, right? I think so. But somebody, Free is novel, yeah. Free, they don't believe it. It's true. We've given away, <laughs> they've given away a lot of good stuff. Nutritionalfrontiers.com, RSB15 is the discount code. So uh, remember again. Uh, we'll probably, do they confirm for next Tuesday? By the Not, way? Yet, no. Not yet. Okay, Not I'm yet. hoping that we can do that, uh, get them on. Cause, and thanks for their flexibility too, because of my travel schedule. And, uh, today I'm at Chamberlain's North Lakeland outside of Tampa, heading up to Lake Mary, North of Orlando after the show. Uh, so that I can set up for a live public event, 7 PM this evening to reunite with some old friends, make some new friends. And then tomorrow, the 5th, of October. For those of you listening and watching live, obviously, we get the archive on podcast after the fact. Sorry you missed it, but it was awesome. <laughs> you, October 5th, you're going to uh, be at the uh, East Orlando store, East Colonial store of Chamberlain's. Shout out to Chamberlain's Aikens out of Oklahoma for supporting an event like this. I'm going to talk about immune health and inflammation, and we'll be giving out all kinds of samples and pouring shots of silver and copper. So it's going to be a, a, a celebration uh, in Orlando the next couple of days before heading back. And then after the uh, uh, Health Freedom Expo next week, uh, I'm going to go to Pittsburgh, uh, Amber, Amblin, what is it, Falls, Beaver Falls, there it is. Uh, yeah, scroll down, you'll see it. There it is. Um, thanks to the crew at Health Hut uh, in Beaver, Pennsylvania. They are hosting a Health and Freedom event October 22nd, a day-long event. Actually, half a day. It's not even that long. And James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Jack will be there, and others, uh, Scott Shoemaker that I know, and there's some musical guests as well. And I'll be speaking at that event. And they are really and also invested in health freedom. I think about all of the people that are stimulated now into action when we talk health freedom and healing liberty. And it's happening. And, uh, you know, Wendell Whitman would be so proud. I know he is of Julie and the crew at Trinity for continuing this tradition and seeing it mushroom in so many places. And uh, I hope and urge you, encourage you that you can be, attend one or all of these events. You'll be richly rewarded for doing so. All right, what else we got going on here? Uh, I know that you've got Peter, a Peter Bregan interview scheduled for the second hour of the show. How did it go yesterday? You played a three-hour show. I, t I did the first hour, and then three did two. No, you know what? What I did is, is uh, as the show was going on, I then realized after the fact that the encore that I had put together uh -huh. went two and a half hours long. Oh, really? And that was a little too close to uh, for comfort on trying okay. to get it rescheduled. So I cut it off after the, the first hour with Amy Lepore. Oh, you did? And made it a two-hour show. Oh, you made it a two-hour show. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, 
I didn't want to. It was just cutting it too close. (laughs) It would have ended, you know, like less than 15 minutes before we would have had to air again. I just didn't want to cut it that close. So I was, yeah, I was uh, flying, so I couldn't, I didn't know that. So sorry for the information. See, I am. No, that's all right. I, I, I made an executive decision after the fact because I am the executive producer. So yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um, yeah, but today, uh, Peter Bregan from last year, I think it was about a year ago, roughly, we had Peter Bregan on the show. And so that'll be playing for hour two today. I forget what, we, do you remember what we were talking with Bregan about? I think his book. He had a book. He had a book yeah, that yeah. had just come out. Yeah. Yeah. And it it's was in the show notes, actually. All the COVID if, craziness. So. It was called, I'll tell you exactly what it's called. Okay. The book is mm-hmm. COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a good one. All right. So that's coming up. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, tomorrow I should be live from... I'm planning, I think, to be live from the Chamberlain's on in East Orlando, the Colonial Store, a uh, full two-hour show. So okay. if we have guests scheduled, we should be able to do that, no problem. It's working out well here at the Chamberlain's in, in uh, North Lakeland. Yeah, so everything's good. So what else we got? Questions of the day, comments of the day, what's happening out there? Yeah, you uh, you want we haven't done one in a little while. You want to do question of the day? Sure, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right. This question of the day is coming from Lexa. Lexa, what is, is it? Alexa? That's like the one you talk to, Alexa, like a computer. And that's also a name. Some people have that name of Alexa, but but this, this is, may be short. This is either short for Alexa, which is kind of funny if you think about it, because all you're doing is just dropping the A. I mean, yeah. right? Alexa, don't be Alexa. I don't know. Well, no, Alexa. But the thing is, if it was Alexa, that would be weird if Alexa was asking me a question. Aren't we supposed to ask Alexa? <laughs> yes, Alexa says, Robert, Yeah. what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? So, Alexa apparently has met me at a training I did at Good Earth Health Foods and also bumped into me at the Redmond store when we were having lunch. I was, She says, I was diagnosed with celiac disease eight years ago, and you'd mentioned you had some tricks up your sleeve. I don't think I call, I said there were tricks up my sleeve, but okay, I get what you're saying. They'll be the symptoms of celiac. I'd love to collaborate with you on your approach to the matter and see what steps I can follow to heal my gut. Uh, she says, I moved back to Idaho and seem to have lost your notes along the way. Dang. I love it when somebody writes, dang. Uh, anyhow, I look forward to your time and your wisdom, Alexa. All right, Alexa, well, uh, first and foremost, you don't need notes. You can just come on over to robertscottbelt.com. And as you scroll down to the bottom of the page, let me see if I can see it myself just so I I can prove to myself that this has not changed. I'm scrolling all the way down to the bottom of my page. On the right-hand column, if you're on your computer, it says looking for the free chapter on Silver Aloe Protocol. Download it here. And you click here and a PDF of the chapter from Unlock the Power to Heal on Gut Recovery, Gut Health Recovery, pops up. So you can actually see that. And Superdon's doing it right now. You see that on the right-hand side below the Telegram link. There it is. The chapter on gut health recovery. So if you've got celiac, Crohn's, colitis, irritable bowel, diverticulitis, all of these things, I'm not telling you to quit your doctor or quit your drugs. That's up to you to do. I can't officially tell you to do that. But I will say if you understand what all of those things have in common is inflammation of the lining of the gut. And what we're doing by driving silver into the gut with aloe is just like what we do with silver on the skin when we have a burn or a cut or a scrape or an infection. By applying the bioactive form of silver to the epithelial layers, 
you begin to downregulate the cytokine storms, the inflammatory response, the immune response, and you upregulate a process of de-differentiation, that is the healthy replenishment or regeneration of new tissue. So you restore the tissue to its integrity, its integrous state, and you reduce the potential for scar tissue formation. So aberrant tissue that is diseased or uh, a source of chronic inflammation moving forward is not going to be produced. So actually healing the home for what we call the microbiome and the biodiversity for the microbiome is critical in celiac as well. And many people who are diagnosed celiac may not actually be celiac because they may in fact be reacting not to the gluten, but to what the gluten is carrying. And that is primarily at this point in time, unfortunately, glyphosate, the active ingredient in Roundup which displaces the glycine, so it begins to punch holes in your gut. It operates as an antibiotic in its own right, so it's going to be anti-life, anti-microbiome biodiversity, and it's going to create problems long-term. So in addition to healing the gut with celiac, it's reducing the inflow not only of gluten, if that's what they say is triggering it, but actually the things that come in with gluten, like glyphosate. Let's say somebody is on a gluten-free diet and they go, oats, I'm going to eat oats. I'm going to eat a lot of oats. And then they don't realize that the oats, if they're not certified organic all the way through to harvesting, they are also desiccated in glyphosate to ripen and dry them for harvest. And a lot of grains, a lot of legumes. I mean, my gosh, chickpeas, you love hummus? Who doesn't love hummus? Hummus, 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 whatever. You are eating it and it's not certified organic, it is also loaded with glyphosate. So all of these things are are making something called celiac even worse, or maybe celiac that isn't celiac appear to be celiac. And here's another quick example that I've mentioned over, over time, is that people that supposedly are gluten intolerant in celiac go to Italy and they eat the heirloom variety grains like in pastas there, or have a pizza there. And they're like, how come my body's not reacting? Even the organic stuff in America is not as good as the heirloom organic stuff in Italy when it comes to eating wheat. It hasn't been as hybridized to have high levels of gluten, much less being desiccated and soaked in glyphosate. So my first order of business is for you, Lexa, to read that chapter. If you want to get the book online, it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble online. Otherwise, you can go get the downloaded chapter for free. All I ask, if you aren't already supporting us via getting our newsletter, text RSB to 22828, RSB to 22828, or sign up at our website, robertscottbell.com. And uh, even better, Lexa or others, if you can, support us by becoming a direct patron supporter, patron, patron of the Robert Scott Bell Show. And we do once a month Zoom meetings where we get to see one another, ask each other questions and have a great time and give away a lot of good stuff from some of our sponsors, which is fun. You, you actually gain a lot. People that have given five bucks a month even some that have given 25 bucks a month, they've gotten more in product, not because we set it up that way. It just kind of organically happened, and I'm happy that we can do that. So please consider supporting us that way or any way you can because, good Lord, you know how many places would like to ban a message of health, freedom, and healing liberty, and some have. And so we, re- we rely on your support. We rely on the support of those who uh, love this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty and want you to know about their good products and services along the way all right let's see what do we got uh what are you sending me now super don really what is this new all right i'm looking at a headline here brace yourself new covid symptom strikes first as latest wave threatens devastating winter 
you know, they, they're never going to let this go, y'all, until you let it go. Well, I don't know. There might be something kind of scary here. I mean, the way yeah. that they're, they're describing here, it's a new symptom. Yeah. And it apparently, I guess they're even like alluding to the fact that it, that there's like a threat of a devastating winter coming up with this new symptom. Okay. What are they calling the symptom? Are they describing I don't know. it? Can, can, you, can you find it in there? I'm, I'm slowing down. It's, oh, sore, a sore throat? Uh, I just had a sore throat last week. <laughs> Was it COVID? Is that what they're saying? I just, I really, I, I, I just, I couldn't resist. I wanted to send this to Brace you because brace yourself. Right. Apparently, COVID has mutated on the eve of a devastating winter with a new symptom, a sore throat. Yeah. At the moment, it says COVID starts in the two thirds of people with a sore throat. <laughs> Fever and loss of smell are really rare now, so old people no. may not think they've got COVID. But they want you to know if you have a sore throat, it's likely COVID. So they're not letting. Dude, death by sore throat is pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you ever heard, you ever you ever heard of that? Look, I've had strep throat in my life, uh, and, and when the kind of infection that you're like on fire every time you swallow. I know. In fact, this past week, I that was part of my symptomology. Interesting, you bring that up. I had a sore throat and a little bit of a fever. They say it's not a fever thing, but I had a little fever. And I had run myself down. I know exactly why and how it happened. I loaded up on silver, copper, did a lot of slim, did all these things that I do. And guess what? I overcame it. Uh, you know, here's evidence. I'm here this weekend, traveled to Florida, did two lectures this morning. And I'm now on the radio. I'm going to do a public event lecture tonight. And I'm not being cocky. I'm being humble and acknowledge that it isn't me that knows how to do everything. It's my body. It, I just gave the body what it needed. And tried to get a little bit more rest finally. And I and I got through it. So if you're to brace yourself for a sore throat this winter and they're going to claim it's COVID, I don't know. What's their end game there? At least, at least they're not saying body parts are going to fall off. Although, although I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, start somehow acknowledging these cardiac events as part of COVID. Actually, they tried to, but they're denying it's the COVID jab, of course. And we're seeing a lot of people. In fact, a lot more people. Haven't we seen stats about this, Super D? More people dying, all-cause mortality up, more cardiac events than ever before the first year of COVID since they brought the jabs out. I mean, it seems so clear to me what's going on here. Yeah, um, you're right. I mean, more and more information is coming out. It's coming out very slow. And I think they kind of, they, you know, they'll release the information on a Friday on purpose. Because they don't want people to, you know, to focus on it, you know, and get distracted by the weekend like they always do. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There is more stuff coming out as time goes on. And there's, I saw something this morning. Um, let me go back over here. Here we go. Where there's an FDA, I think it's, is it an FDA report? It's supposed to be coming out very soon. Uh huh. Um, and I, I can't remember where I saw this. I've got it. I wonder if I have the, the article here somewhere. But uh, apparently it's going to be coming out soon. What they've done is they did a study on the um, adverse events. Mm -hmm. But they kind of drugged their feet on on uh, releasing this stuff. But it's supposed to be coming out pretty soon. Okay. So we may have – I mean, who knows what they're going to end up releasing. But it's, it sounds like it could be something that's going to be um, significant. Well, remember a sore throat. When we talk about strep, streptococcus bacteria, I just want to remind folks that have been with me for a long time, if you've forgotten, or new people, 
if you were to get a swab on the back of your throat, whether you have a short throat or not, and they grew stuff on a Petri dish like they used to, maybe they still do. Probably now they sequence by PCR. But you'd actually grow something and go, oh, look what's there. And they'd often say, it's streptococcus bacteria, it's strep throat, you should get on an antibiotic right away. Well, it turns out that almost 100% of us will test positive for strep, even if we have no sore throat. What does that mean? It means that strep is not the cause of the sore throat. It's an opportunistic that lives there all of the time that only takes advantage of you in a negative context when you have weakened yourself by doing things like I did, staying up to all hours of the night, not getting rest, uh, eating the wrong foods, any number of things that make you vulnerable. And also the tonsils will swell if you still have them as an immune lymphoid tissue to warn you, hey, something's up, take some, take some care, take some extra silver, detox your liver, on and on it goes. Lachesis or lachesis is one of my favorite remedies, homeopathic, over the years when I have a sore throat. And just like I taught in the uh, lecture on demand for Trinity School of Natural Health, I start with a dose of bryonia or a liver polycrest like Nooks, Vomica, or Chelidonium to clear the path. And then I follow it up with a lachesis or lachesis, depending on how you say it, L-A-C-H-E-S-I-S. It's one of the snake venom remedies. And uh, it's uh, it's been working for me for years. Now, there are many different remedies in homeopathy. I'm not saying it's a one-size-fits-all, but take a look at lachesis online. Read about it. Go, oh, does that match up my symptoms if you have a sore throat? along with the other things that we talk about here. And uh, you'll get well, too. And you'll get, well, I detoxed as well. I, I really, every uh, three days in a row, I was really focused on liver health and my recovery in addition to trying to get some additional rest. All right, Super D, how are we doing on time today on the show, the live? Uh, we're good. We're, we're good here. Here in just in a few minutes after the top right. of our break, we'll be doing okay. an encore of uh, Peter Bregan from last year. And then just a quick heads up tomorrow. Yeah. We have got uh, Ross Pelton on in hour one. He's a pharmacist. He's a natural pharmacist and a clinical nutritionist, health educator. He's written a whole bunch of books. He's he, been, um, if I remember correctly, an expert in the Dr. O'Hara's product line as well. Talked okay. for a lot of them over yeah. the years. And a really good guy. And so it'll be fun to have him on. And we can yeah. ask him about that pharmacological story we opened with the other. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the the, the pharmacological that, hypocrisy that really sent me on a deep rabbit it did. <laughs> monologue. Yeah. Did anybody so, give any feedback on yesterday's thing? Because I wasn't there to ultimately see it. After I, I did, did not it. get any hate mail or anything. Okay. No. Right. Well, it was it was a challenger. It was a challenger. Which yeah. I don't mind doing from time to time. Maybe all the time. So I want to so, thank Julie Whitman Klein for being on with us in this hour to spotlight the health freedom expo coming up next weekend the 15th and 16th and looks like next year we'll have the trinity live event as well as the expo uh simultaneous which would be cool and i it's funny i'm looking at this thing and i elevated my uh, laptop so it's more eye level the mm -hmm. camera and i put it on a box of peppermint flavored dandies vegan marshmallows <laughs> something i would never eat uh but some people are into them vegan marshmallows peppermint flavors whatever uh, but it propped it up to perfect level, so I appreciate that box that it came in. That worked. So, are you are you are you seriously thanking a box before we end the show? Well, I want a special thanks to the box. The box that that I put my computer on. Um, no, I'm actually thanking Chamberlain's out of Oklahoma, oh, okay. Aiken, and they provided the box that still has product in it. I took it right off of the back room and said, "Hey, can I use this? No problem." All and, right. I'm going to buy some yerba mate and some other supplies well, to get on up the highway to the Lake Mary event this evening. 
I, I and we can't let before I press the button here. I, yeah. I can't let let the show end without thanking my chair uh, for being there uh, when I needed it um, and and keeping me uh, and I, propped and up. Wanna, for, and I want to thank this pencil, the pencil for, I was for being pointy write, on one end. And, I was able to write on my. That's my right. Notes. That's so, right. And I'm going to write here hour two encore. <laughs> it's going to be Peter Bregan. And, and what else are we going to thank? <laughs> Thank you to your little pooch that was pretty quiet during the show today. And thank your mom. Thanks, mom. Or if you're in the audience, love you. All right. Thank God. You have to thank God before we go. Uh, Be grateful for your very life and existence. Lori's laughing. She says, R-O-F-L. Does it mean she's really rolling on the floor? Is that what that means? Rolling on the floor laughing. Rolling on the floor laughing. Yes. Yeah. And I want to thank this bottle of Sovereign Silver for keeping my throat going as I'm spraying it through the flight and the weekend, the trip and everything. I'm glad you're feeling better though. Seriously. Yeah, no, I I am too grateful. So uh, if you're in the Lake North Lakeland area, Chamberlain's, I'm going to hang out for a little bit, figure out what time I have to leave to go to the uh, Lake Mary store. I look forward to seeing all my friends there and um, listen, share the show. God bless you. Thank you all for being here. Thanks for, uh, uh, you know, joining me on these live events and uh, look forward to seeing you at the upcoming events. Go to upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. And say thanks to our wonderful sponsors that make this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty possible two hours a day, six days a week, because the power to heal is yours. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. I listen to get accurate, up-to-date information. I've learned so much from him. It is awesome. It's the best entertainment that I've found. You rock the health world. Keep it up. I love you. Now, the voice of health, freedom, and liberty, here's Robert Scott Bell. Hey, here we go. Boy, what an hour we got for you. I'm just thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, Dr. Peter Bregan. Uh, Dr. Bregan is, I, you know, how do I say, a legend, a hero. People don't know enough about you, Dr. Bregan, and your history. And I think today, I, I do want to start there. I just want to go back to the lineage of how I connected with you through my good friend, John Rappaport, who has mm-hmm. written extensively about the things you've been covering for a long time and mm-hmm. the good works that you have done. And, uh, your wife, Ginger, is amazing. You know, you guys are so active in reaching out to people and helping them, helping them, empowering them, giving them options for non-drug type psychiatric responses, if you will, in that world where everything is, every emotion is a deficiency of a drug, which is absurd, right? And uh, you even pointed out on that thousandth episode, both Superdon and I were stunned to learn that you estimated maybe a half a million deaths a year to these psychiatric medications. I mean, I just pause and I go, dude, that was just stunning to consider. Now, as we open today's show, I've got you linked in the notes, folks. Don't worry if you're not sure how to find Peter. They're at robertscottbell.com. We've got his biography, his background, his books, his new book as well that we're going to talk about this hour. And I think I want to start with, uh, let me see if I can find that history. Here it is. It's a piece that was, I, I don't know when you wrote this, but I've got it up on the screen right now. It says Nuremberg Code Against Nazi Experiments Should Stop further COVID-19 vaccinations. A lot of people say that 
bringing up Nazi stuff and Nuremberg stuff is not appropriate here as it relates to these uh, experimental injections under the COVID variety. But you say, no, 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 it's absolutely apt. We need to bring that back up. And with that, you're on. Oh, <clears throat> what a pleasure to be back on and to have been a celebrated part of your history with my earlier appearance. Um, I don't take the Nuremberg Code lightly. I've invoked it on several occasions in the, some of my more 100 trials that I've been, been involved in as a medical expert, usually on the behalf of injured patients, sometimes against doctors, sometimes against drug companies. The first time I invoked it was the most important, and that goes all the way back to 1972, 1973. I was conducting what turned out to be a five-year uh, international campaign to stop the return of lobotomy. I was a very young psychiatrist. Uh, I thought lobotomy was dead. Nobody was, uh, psychiatrists weren't mutilating brains, working with neurosurgeons, actually you know, putting poison into brains or putting scalpels in or electrodes in. Um, and I found out it was coming back large scale around the world and in America, particularly at my alma mater, Harvard, where I did my undergraduate work and had a year of my psychiatric training. And um, I can started a campaign. Um, that's when I first learned that began to get a hint of what globalism was like, but I couldn't frame it back then. And um, I was astonished to be attacked by everybody in the medical profession who had any power. I thought people would say, thank God, we finally have a psychiatrist saying no more lobotomies. They went out of fashion because it was easier to drug people into submission. Mm -hmm. Now we're getting these things back again. But the AMA went after me. My psychiatric association was inflamed over it. And um, I just persisted. One of the, we ended up pretty much stopping most of it in the Western world and some of it uh, elsewhere as well. But a very big case was called the Kamowitz case, in which a suit was brought by Gabe Kamowitz, a civil rights attorney, to stop the voluntary uh, psychosurgery on a state mental hospital patient. And his argument was that, uh, you know, you're not voluntary if you're locked up in a state mental hospital. And, and, if, and, if the, and literally... If the commissioner of mental health comes to you with the consent form, the commissioner himself and says, you can never get out of the hospital unless you get this surgery. So why don't you take this surgery? Mm. And um, as soon as Gabe entered in and the, and the three judge panel took the case, they decided this man was being held against his will and they released him. So that's how awful and manipulative these hospitals are. And the commissioner of mental health uh, and uh, in Michigan at the time. And uh, the the, uh, the judges said, this isn't going to end this. You guys are going to do more. We're going to have a trial about whether this is a legitimate thing. Mm. And this occurred right after I had started my campaign about a year earlier. Mm -hmm. So I became a, a key expert in the case. And uh, I testified for uh, half a day about nothing in the beginning, but nothing but the history of psychiatry because I wanted to prepare the judges to invoke the Nuremberg Code. Wow. Because state mental hospitals are very similar to Nazi extermination camps. In Germany, there is a direct correlation in that the first mass murders were committed by psychiatrists 
under a so-called euthanasia program on mental patients on their own without the Fuhrer even being involved. As soon as he took over, they said, ah, oh, we're free now to do this. And they began killing their mental patients. They even had crematoriums to, to hide it in. They poisoned them and starved them. And um, so I gave them this history. Um, and then um, then my next, uh, my next uh, testimony with, with them the next day was about how this this uh, surgery is dangerous and experimental, just like the vaccines are. Dangerous and experimental. There's been no research on these vaccines. They've not even had approval of FDA. They are approved under an emergency utilization yes. authority given to the government by the Congress in preparation for being able to uh, rush vaccines during a, a proposed am epidemic. Everybody was seeing an epidemic coming, tooling up for it to make billions of dollars. Are you talking about um, pro programming the mind, Dr. Bregan? I mean, they've been yes. programming the human population about 1918, the recurrence of 1918. It's coming, it's coming every year. It's coming, it's coming. It was like, uh, you know, chicken little and the sky is falling. And then finally they made it fall. My argument is that it never really fell. You just believed it fell. And then you acted accordingly and you allowed the governments of the world to shut you down and that more people have died because of the reaction to what they claimed was happening than what it was actually happening. Right. The lockdowns, the shutdowns, the despair, the depression, the suicides, the things that have come up even in young people, much less old people who are locked away in their homes. They can't see their, their loved ones and they're they're refusing to eat because there's no reason to live for them, they say. Well, you know, just a quick aside because of what you've just uh, uh, from the uh, Nuremberg trial, um, the death rates are so inflated for the vi virus that it's entirely possible that we already have more deaths from the vaccine in the United States because the, the uh, reported deaths at this point are 2,500 to the reporting system. But the reporting system is voluntary. Most doctors don't even know if their patients have gotten them vaccinated. So if the patients uh, die, they don't know why. They don't make a connection. They may, need not, may not even know about their deaths, so they can't report them. Right. So we may have many times 2,500 deaths from the vaccine, which means we should have stopped it by now. Right. Any other, anything that wasn't funded by the billionaires of the world mm -hmm. and the, uh, would have been stopped by now. But the other side of it is that the inflation of the death rates is so extreme that some people have estimated that rather than more than half a million, more than 500,000, mm -hmm. we may have more like 5,000 or right. maybe 50,000. So we could actually end up with more documented deaths from the vaccine than, than from the disease. I believe that to be the case, Dr. Bregan. And by the way, was you, was you're tying in your, your, I call it street cred and professional cred on the Nuremberg, uh, uh, you know, trials, much less the code applying them to psychiatry. And now in this article we have linked up and it goes at Bregan.com. Y'all can see it. It's linked up in the show notes. You did transition. And you, you know, in this article, you say applying the Nuremberg code to COVID-19 vaccinations, you assessed it from an experimental uh, perspective, which is absolutely, you know, we've been trying to relate that as well. And you said your wife, Ginger, had emailed documents and your publications about that trial, that case that you just brought up to a group of physicians and lawyers who are defending human rights from COVID-19 fraud and oppression. Um, explain, you know, what, what's going on there. I mean, are you saying that there are actual atrocities occurring now with these experimental vaccines being given like 
like these involuntary yes. mental patients or something? Yes. On, on a number of levels, the first level is under strict Nuremberg code, you cannot get consent from, you can't, somebody can't volunteer for a dangerous experimental drug if they are in any kind of confined situation or totalitarian institution or, so if a person's in jail, you can't, you can't give them experimental drugs. If a person is in a nursing home, you can't give them experimental drugs. If a person is in any situation like that, then the Nuremberg Code and all the other codes that have evolved around it, it's not just Nuremberg now, AMA codes and so on, you just can't do it. But as I was thinking about that, Ginger looked at me and said, well, well, we, honey, I probably said, Peter, she probably said, that's the whole country now. The whole country's in lockdown. Everybody's terrified of not only of COVID-19, but they're terrified specifically of not taking the vaccine. We have friends who don't want to take it. They're being intimidated by family members. They're being threatened by work. Is going to, you know, you're going to have to have this. You won't travel. You can't go to a grocery travel. store. They won't let you yeah. in the bank. Yeah. So your well, point let you is back to college. Right. Exactly. And so they've yeah. they've got you in a in a captive state. If you want to do what you perceive to be your normal everyday life, if you want to return to it, that's what I hear. People that didn't really want it, but they're like, Oh, I just got to, this is the only way I can get back to my normal life. Right. But then they keep moving the proverbial goalposts as you find out that what they're learning about the vaccines providing immunity three months, six months. That's another thing. They're committing fraud in getting consent for the vaccine. So then not only are we in this coercive environment, but the people who are administering the vaccines, whether they know it or not, are committing fraud because mm-hmm. they're passing on the globalist analysis of how harmless these highly dangerous experimental vaccines are. And and so uh, with Ginger's leadership I, on this issue, I uh, I came out and we, we wrote a blog saying uh, that nobody in America should even be given these drugs, even if they say they want them. Because they're under coercion. Mm-hmm. They're horrible under coercion. And I think that's a very sound position to take. And I have been directly involved in the legal issues. Um, the way my book got started, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, is uh, a wonderful attorney named Tom Renz, through a friend of mine, Pam Popper, came to me and said, we are developing the first case. It's in Cleveland against the governor to stop the emergency uh, use, the emergency laws he's using to control our citizens. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if the judge accepts the case, if he doesn't just throw it out of court as lacking merit, if he accepts the case, the governor has to stop doing it. Not, not, he can't do any new ones at least until the case, then the case could determine that even the old ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was very important for the case to even get accepted in the court. And he asked me if I do a report, and I ended up writing something he did not expect. I wrote him a 120-page analysis of the, of the science, of the ethical issues, of the political issues associated with the entire thing. And he used it, and, and he brought it to the judge along with his other documents, and the judge has accepted the case, and it's now doing discovery, forcing the governor and other authorities, he's now trying to attorney Rand, you should have him on your show if you haven't i've had him on uh, two or three times now already (laughs) 
and, and, hey, we're and, a small band of brothers. Yes, we yeah. are. And, and Tom is amazing. And I, you know, when I first talked to him, everything I brought up, he knew already. And I thought, man, somebody has been giving this guy great information. Now we know why and how. Dr. Bregan <laughs> yes. was there. I gave him this huge paper and talked to him about it. Well, now Tom's expanding this and we're going to have suits all over. So I've been working on the legal area too. And Tom, when he came to me, had no idea the, you know, the breadth of my background. For one thing, I was, I was canceled before people were being canceled. That's true. I had so much success fighting the drug companies. I was, you know, on Oprah, like six times they attacked me specifically on that mm-hmm. i was on larry king live i was on everything 2020 there wasn't a thing morning news evening news all the all the stations back when so, we didn't have all these million outlets that diluted they actually would get they got a lot of eyeballs and ears on on you oh, then oh god yeah. i was recognized you know occasionally out you know out and traveling on the street and um then the drug companies got the permission the legislation permitting them to be U.S. to become only the second country after New Zealand to allow direct-to-consumer advertising of, of all medications. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the drug companies became even more dependent on the drug companies than they used to be on the tobacco companies, just like they protected the tobacco companies, mm-hmm. uh, there was scandalous protections for, they gave to the tobacco companies. They started protecting the drug companies. And uh, Peter Bregan no longer appeared on any yeah. of this stuff. Then a cup, some appearances on, uh, well, on Hannity and an appearance, you know, on the factor. But what I have to say is even threatening to the old fashioned conservatives, because I'm saying you can't align with these big corporations. Mm-hmm. They are no longer free enterprise. Right. These yeah. big tech companies aren't free enterprise. They're abusive institutions and monopolies. And they've captured our uh, regulatory agencies. And totally. And the, uh, Congress and the presidency. And Congress, yeah, everything. Joe Trump. Joe Trump. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Trump had some pushback. And, uh, you know, then we saw er, they pulled out every stop to uh, get him out of there, as you know. And and you wouldn't you weren't even allowed to bring up, hey, man, there's some problems with the election. Oh, no, you're banned. You can't say yeah. that. Right. So we saw censorship rear its ugly head bigger than. You know, when it was just, hey, we can take out Peter Bregan, Dr. Bregan. He's only one guy, right? Yeah, no. I was the only guy. <laughs> right. Now we got like thousands and thousands, hundreds of that and growing every day. With every pause in a J&J vaccine, more people begin to realize the things you've been warning about, I've been warning about, my friend John Rappaport and others have been warning about, actually is very legitimate and has sound scientific basis, much less observations and anecdotes, but that's where science starts, observation, right? And then you begin to dig deeper and to validate or invalidate hypotheses. We don't have a lot of science going on. We've got a lot of shouting and censorship going on, which is not the basis for real science and scientific inquiry. But as you know, there's huge science behind using drugs like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, huge science behind the early treatment of any viral disease, and they've prohibited the early treatment of viral disease in order to bring the a, vaccine out, bring the vaccines out, B, suppress America, because the globalists have come out and said it openly, you know, in this book, uh, COVID-19 and the uh, um, the Great Reset. Oh, I've got uh, it here. Your Your new book, right? No, no, I'm talking nope. now about the Great Reset. Okay, book. gotcha. That was the yeah. uh, the focal point of uh, the the, what's the Klaus, Klaus Klaus. I call him Klaus Anal Schwab. Oh, oh God, 
I'm sorry. I had you didn't to tell me you were going to expose me to that kind of talk. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter Bregan. I'm sorry. You're so sensitive. We'll, we'll, we'll put Ginger on. She can handle it. So <laughs> no, I look, we got to, we got to call it out. Like it is. These people are absurd. They're dangerous and oh, they're lying to us. They're lying to us for the purpose of enslaving us permanently. Yeah. They have come out and said Schwab in his book. I don't know why nobody's talking about it. his book. He's got a whole chapter on how in order to uh, enforce globalism around the world, we cannot have a democratic patriotic country in the way. That's America. Exactly. Because a democratic, in this case, Republic, a democratic Republic that is patriotic will defend itself against globalism. Yeah, that's right. And the, you know, and the folks, the, the, it's all related. I mean, the two principles of globalism um, that, that they, they absolutely need is, A, you can't stop the big corporations of China from overwhelming America. We cannot be the industrial leaders of the world. And B, we have to take down our borders so that we don't have any kind of a middle class left or even solid working class. We become a third world country because the third world comes in. This is what uh, they're trying to do now. And they're having a little trouble doing it. It's really pretty, so horrific. It's, mm-hmm. But they, they want the third world to come in. America becomes third world. And then we're all at the mercy of the billionaires that our own President Biden has been sucking up to, the Chinese, getting money for his family, and so is the Carey family, working with the Biden family. There's all these connections. I talk about them in the book, as well as the science. Um, It's just a horrific situation that I never expected Mm -hmm. to uh, find myself seeing, examining, portraying. It's just, it's mind-blowing. It's it's uh, you amazing. Know, you know, Ginger says that, uh, you know, the, the headline, the conspiracy theories from two years ago are the headlines today. Yeah. And, um, you know, things I thought were ridiculous and I probably would have just turned off the radio or TV a couple of years ago are turning out to be what goes on in the world. Evil is there. Yeah. Evil is in charge. Dr. Bregan, have you seen, and we've covered this uh, in Israel. My mother's originally from Israel as well. And they of all countries, I would think, would not forget what happened, you know, not that long ago in our history in Germany. And yet they have instituted this uh, segregation of society and discrimination against those who refuse the experimental injection. You're talking about a divided, uh, you know, a nation divided uh, on itself. Uh, just, you know, vaccine passports. Horrific. You know, uh, the equivalent of gold stars in my mind, stars of David in terms of green passport books or little stickers that they put on you to say you're free to go about or sit here, you sit there, you can't drink from that fountain. I mean, you're talking segregation of a, a vi- the vilest of sense when you're starting to declare people are unclean if they don't get the experimental injection. Well, you know, the Bible, the, uh, the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible makes very clear that the Jews, and I'm a Jew, are a stiff-necked people you remember that phrase that we are forever given the opportunity to be so moral because god came to us and said you spread the word and what did we do we have again and again just not done it right and uh, and that's humanity mm-hmm. i mean we're, we're no better no worse than the rest of humanity that's the misfortune of being jewish or talking being about, human. yeah Talking about fa- falling prey or being the prey uh, yeah. to 
uh, Luciferian type agendas. We're always at the mercy potentially of being deceived by our own hubris, arrogance, maybe ignorance. But there's a lot of arrogance happening uh, in well in the medical field for a long time. Uh, especially when they identified themselves as superior to God and creation itself and said, we, we can do anything we want now that we have the technology with no consequences. I mean, that yes. to me is spiritually immature and very dangerous. It's like putting a two-year-old in charge of, you know, a, you know name what they're not capable of doing. But uh, right now, uh, some of these people that are pro-vaccine want two-year-olds to be able to consent. This idea of consent has no meaning anymore to them. No, it has no meaning. And and it's so ironic because, you know, young people are just not susceptible to getting this disease. They don't spread it if they have it. They maybe have a cold or nothing. And we are taking a, a whole population. I mean, if you start with 24 and under, the possibility of you're dying of COVID-19 is almost zero. And if you're, you know, under under. 20 it really is zero i mean mm -hmm. there are states that report no deaths in these in youth and young people and then it gradually increases but unlike the flu it just doesn't kill young people and then increases and like any other respiratory illness it's much more of a threat to older people impaired people but if people were treated with the uh, early treatments that are available. Mm -hmm. I talk about them in my book that my front piece of my book is where do you get early treatment, but I won't make you wait to even get the, the book. You get the early treatments by going to the association of American physicians and surgeons website. AAPS A online. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. AAPS online, yes. You go there and they, you'll see a blue book, page 24 of that blue book. They tell you how to get the frontline doctors. Um, a family member of mine and her partner came down with a very escalating case of COVID-19. Um, and uh, we put them in touch with those folks. And they got uh, hydroxychloroquine and, and, uh, and told what else to be taken, you know, the zinc, vitamin C, and, and so on. And... Um, they were better the next day. And this is what I've been told by the doctors I work with, you know. Uh, I work with, you know, three of the top uh, doctors have given introductions to my book. So I work closely with the top COVID-19 docs. Mm -hmm. And they uh, they all say people get better really quick with decent treatment. Oh, yeah. There's no question. We've had physicians on here. And, I, I, you know, Dr. Bregan is a homeopath. I know how to address this safely. And I wrote about it in February of last year. Uh, immediately when I saw what the manifestations symptomatically were and what to do mm -hmm. about it. These are not new things per se, but they tried to categorize it as something new and unique and only caused by this one new virus, which has right. a lot of controversy surrounding it in terms of what's the relationship between, well, Anthony Fauci, perhaps. And you have another piece here. We have it linked up in the show notes. Uh, this paper, uh, let's see, it's linked up through Bregan.com. Dr. Fauci's COVID-19 treachery. With chilling ties to the Chinese military, you and your wife put together October of last year. Uh, what can you tell me about what you found out in this? Uh, this, I don't know if it's well, a Chinese. That, that was remember? one of that was one of the processes that led up to the book. So the book is much more expansive on the subject. But what we now know is that Anthony Fauci knowingly has been funding. Chinese communist military biowarfare program. Now, why would a man do that? He, uh, in, in, uh, in 2014, President Obama 
called uh, a moratorium. He wrote it out on White House stationery. There was no getting around it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> on gain-of-function research, that is, any research that uh, that makes a virus in a lab more deadly. More dangerous, yes. More dangerous, either more infectious or more deadly. Transmissible, et cetera, yeah. And, th and there was, at that time, these studies were going on domestically, you know, UNC Chapel Hill had had some studies like that, and Fauci, you know, being the He's funding I, them, right? The emperor of of NIAID has got billions and billions of dollars that funnel through it, and he can make kings and queens based on you know what he says. Beyond even yes. the presidents, mostly didn't know it prior to that. Kudos to Obama at that point to say this is not cool. Stop it, moratorium. But rather than shelving it, what did Fauci do? Well, he did two things that are most extraordinary. First, he went on with the main project. He declared that project didn't fit. A project he'd given $10 million to get started in 2013, which was overtly a gain-of-function project. And I'll tell you about that project in a minute. And then, just to cover himself, he, start, he started giving money through a sort of a front group called Echo Health Alliance in New York to send money direct to the Wuhan Institute to do it. Like he'd have the Wuhan, the Chinese are gonna go on with the with 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 these experiments with with worsening, you know, making worse viruses. And what the, what was already going on was that China was collaborating with the US. Now I don't know if um, Obama knew that or if he'd care about that. I mean, he loves the communist Chinese. So mm. I, I don't know that he would have said anything about that part. But Fauci, so Fauci was, was conducting the experiments with the Chinese. What got us into this whole field is right in this subject. So 2013, at least that far back, maybe further than we've traced, Fauci is funding um, doctors at University of North Carolina. And he's also sending money directly to doctors, the top doctors at the Wuhan Institute, who are working with the Chinese Communist Party and the, um, the uh, you know, the Liberation uh, Army to make uh, biological weapons. They're all one in China. There's a fusion in China. The Wuhan Institute is basically ultimately a bacteriological warfare institute. There's no question, anybody knows anything about China knows this, Fauci had to know this. So, and they're also giving funding money to Chinese researchers on their own. We found studies on their own. And what are all these people doing? The Wuhan Institute, the Chinese researchers, the Chinese and American, they're all making pathologic coronaviruses. And then, and then when it comes out of the Wuhan Institute, whether by leak or by intention, all the press, the progressive press, all the science people, I've realized now that, that, that all of the scientific establishment, medical establishment is on board with the billionaires and all the billionaires are on board with the Chinese. It's just a disaster. I document it in detail in the book. That they all come out and they say, that's, that's, that's a conspiracy theory, you know, as, as if as if they weren't already making coronaviruses that were pathogenic mm -hmm. in the Wuhan Institute. And as if Chinese doctors, which we knew about right away, if you were paying any attention, 
who are already being suppressed for stating in in public or stating in scientific articles that were shut down that the virus looked very much like the kind of work being done at the Wuhan Institute. Chinese doc saying this. Mm-hmm. And then we get Dr. Jan. Have you had her on, on your show too? I have not, to my knowledge, unless Superdome oh, had I, her I, while I was on. I right. would love to have her on. But she, she escaped from China to come yeah. tell us this. Mm-hmm. She comes over to the U.S. and she tells us, she's on the heavy guard, and she tells us that that this, that not only was it uh, released uh, and not only was it being worked on by people she knew and by herself and others mm-hmm. of these uh, making coronaviruses that were virulent from harmless viruses. They're all coming from harmless viruses. And um, but she then suggests that it's an intentional release under something I had never heard for, for, of before, which was on the unrestricted warfare principle. I mean, who knew this stuff a year ago? Well, some very smart people following China knew about it, but most of us didn't know about it. Right. The Chinese have a military principle of unrestricted warfare, which is basically that the only goal that matters is winning. You can do anything you want to win. The only judgment of a goal being flawed or faulty or unethical would be it isn't working toward the goal. And secrecy is the best way. And conducting a war against an enemy without firing a shot who doesn't even know you're fighting them is best. Yes. And that's what they've been doing with America for decades. Dr. Bregan, you, you brought out something so eloquently and so important to help people understand. China is not our friend. The fact that they produce cheap plastic stuff and send it to us and then buy our debt and then buy the world with our debt uh, and, and they could collapse it, but it wouldn't be really good for them either. I know they've managed this situation, but playing along with the globalists and their money schemes is set us up for permanent states of slavery and massive die-offs, especially with the medical church dominating the world right now, the Western world, certainly. And yeah. I've said it, you know, the, the, the fear of the germ will be the thing that does us in more than any other war, yeah. because it can be waged by people who claim to be here to help us for our benefit, yeah. to protect us. We're so afraid of our microbiological shadows that we don't pay attention to the fact that that's how this uh, what we call it, a certain kind of warfare is being waged. Right. And, and in World War Two, the most heinous crimes were committed by guess what? The allopathic doctor's profession. The experiments on innocent people, the undesirables, the unclean. It's not a noble profession. I'm not accusing every doctor of being a Nazi. That's not what I'm saying, folks. But recognize that the allopathic profession has abandoned God and spirit and principle. And that's how they were able to do these things to people and still to this day do things like promote informed consent that is not either. In, in you know, giving people that are imprisoned or, or in uh, institutions the ability to consent to something they cannot conceive of. There's no, and in you and Ginger have broadened my understanding of this idea that we're all in a captive state now, whether you're in an institution or not, this idea that you can't have your freedom back until you get the shot. You can't make an informed consent decision in that scenario. And I I guess this is what, you know, the the book that you've just come out with, and by the way, pre-order available right now, it's titled, and I'm going to show everybody up on screen, it's uh, we are the prey. P R E Y dot com is the website. Is the website? Yeah, yes. that's the subtitle in the word. The we book, are the prey. The book is called COVID nineteen and the global predators. We are the prey. And uh, Peter and your wife uh, um, Ginger 
put this together, I'm sure with a lot of great insights and help from others that have written uh, as well. It looks like a big introduction there. And I we, want, yeah. Folk, uh, yeah, I want folks to order this book now. Now, I don't know if it's ready, but it, well, apparently you know, we're doing something miraculous that no authors have ever done before. What's that? I, I, I thought to myself, all right, we, we're going to make it an expensive book. But my God, we know all this stuff and the book won't be out for a month at the time, six weeks. So if you buy the book, the minute you press that button, your mailbox will get the manuscript, the working manuscript oh. for the book. No one's ever done that before. I don't know why. Maybe it's very dangerous. and I don't know why. I don't know. We'll find out. But look, this is great news, folks. You need to read this. This is information we need to share. Page, 400 page manuscript, 800 uh um, citations, every important idea is cited, and um, it won't be quite as good as the book, but it's going to give you everything you need right now. Uh, right now, so much more than you have, and um, and and the, you know we'll be fine tuning. We're adding things as we learn them, and the book will be out in about six weeks, hopefully. All right. So right now, the book is at fifteen ninety nine pre order plus shipping, which is an amazing deal for four hundred plus pages. And then on top of that, the moment you order it, you get the digital manuscript for free instantly. So I'm going to I'm going to click this link here. Let's see pre-order. Boom. Let's see if I can click it. There it is. 24.99 marked down to 15.99. But you won't have to wait. You get it, add it to the cart, buy it, and you'll get the manuscript instantly so you can begin reading this you right get a away. PDF. PDF. Yeah, PDF right a PDF of it. Dude, this is amazing. Uh, I'm so grateful that you're bringing this out. I mean, just the, the, you know, we're hardly scratching the surface of the story, but you're, you know, you're saying it so well, we're, we're somewhat versed on it, but you've got some details that we haven't brought out. Uh, and I appreciate you so much for doing it. And uh, if you're good, we're going to keep going. I don't even want to take a break with you today. I, I will go right to the, when UK health radio has to drop the feed and then we'll figure it out from there. Uh, but this, uh, this is such important information and folks, you know, none of this is is just thrown out on the wall to see what sticks. The things you're th you're putting out there have been yeah. very researched and validated, unlike the vaccines that they're trying to foist on everybody. Yeah, I have to defend this book in court. So it it's science. It's science and where it goes into ethics and politics. I cite other sources, other people, other information to back it up. Well, what can you tell me then again about you? There's so much at your website, Bregan.com, that we can read and learn from. One of them we've, we've got linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com right now to 2021 Liberty Manifesto to restore America's freedom by you and your wife. And uh, tell us a little bit about this manifesto. Oh, my God. I'm not prepared to talk about the manifesto. Oh, not even a little glimpse? Team. Not even a little. That went, that is like, it is really fun, and I did it. Okay. Hey, let me, uh, on the, hey, Ginger. Is she, Ginger, is she, is she in earshot? I can she go can print it out. I would literally have to print it out. So much has been going through my, I'm working 10 hours a day on the book. I'm hoping you get some He's sleep. He's asking me about the manifesto. I, uh, <laughs> who knows what it is anymore? Our Liberty Manifesto. Oh. Turn it out for me, would you? Okay. Because uh, I love it. I oh, love it. It yeah. was an inspiration or I wouldn't have done it in the middle of all the other work. I've been working. Do you know how old I am? Uh, well, you're much younger than your chronological age. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm going to be 85 in May. I've been working uh, on average 10 hours a day 
since COVID-19 between the legal documents that you've pointed out to. I wrote the Fauci thing, suitable for court too, and although it hasn't been used yet. Um, and then this book and then all the other stuff. And once in a while I'd get an inspiration and I just put something out and that's what the manifesto was. It was, let me give something inspiring to people. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. I, I look. I, I'm, I've got links to it because I want people to read it, share it. Um, I'd love to see it again. Um, yeah. And we only put it up about a week or so ago, so you'd think I'd have a very clear memory of it. Mm -hmm. But since then, I've been writing more and more, uh, honing down on some of these deeper issues on COVID. Um, Peter, it, the connections are amazing. Doctor Bregan, it's, it's just amazing. Absolutely, we've been astonished every day by covering this and going. I, one of the things I've said when I talk, talk to physicians and I, I, I'm almost like a fatherly figure at that moment, not intentionally, but it's like, you know, imagine if your mother or father came to you and said, Peter, I'm so disappointed in you. You're like, you, yeah. you know what that feels like, right? Horrible thing. To, but I, but I, I look at the physician uh, groups out there, or the individuals who are physicians. I say, I'm so disappointed in you or your community. So how can you get away with claiming that you have a science-based view of the world that you actually take the time to read, you know, valid peer-reviewed literature to make decisions on, and you ignore all of those things that are can be easily found by any of us lay people pointing out the fallacies of the claims that they're making about COVID itself and or the response to it, treatments right. or the vaccines. And it's like, gosh darn it, these people by and large are programmed robots. They're like Pavlovian dogs rather than those that have critical thinking skills still intact. Man, they don't even have time to read. I mean, the the new practice of medicine is so hurried. There's so little time with patients. Things are so rushed. They're so routinized. Everything has to fit a number. You do what will bring you the most income back from the number. And boy, that's been used. You know, the hospitals and doctors make much more money for treating COVID-19 than a, another kind of respiratory disorder. Oh, yeah, you significant. Even as a diagnosis on a plain old dementia, you get more money for treating it. So they're so under the control with these rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. By the way, we also have a, a YouTube page. God bless you, Peter, that you still have this. Uh, we have yeah. a link to one of your uh, view videos, Fauci's Pandemic, How He Caused It and Uses It, for those that don't like to read. I hope everybody will read the book that you've written and the manuscript, but there is a video presentation on it as well. We have it linked where you talk about the treachery, chilling ties to the Chinese military, a little bit about that paper we already brought up and linked to. Uh, but I want people that you know have access to the inf information to be able to share it for those that think it's just too far out. But man, you validate it every step of the way. Yeah, I really don't step into conspiracy at all. Don't, don't even, uh, except the ones that are actually happen. real. Thank you. All right. So here it is. The 2021 Liberty manifesto It's coming back to me. I was hoping to, to work with an organization to actually send this out for people to sign, but that didn't come out, but it's basically, uh, about seven things. So I, just summarize each one a little? Yeah, absolutely. We got it up on screen for people to follow along. Well, the, the first item is we, the citizens of the United States of America, who support individual rights and political freedom, must stop gain-of-function viral research now. Mm -hmm. And I go on and explain how this human-made pandemic we're in comes out of the gain-of-function research. 
And, uh, and it expands as it goes along. Second, we must stop Fauci from funding Chinese scientists, the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, here's something I, I haven't mentioned to you yet, but the, uh, here I discuss that Ginger and I, the, what really gave us a lift to really realize we were needed. First, it was getting involved with the legal cases and realizing no one else has the background I do with all drug companies and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we um, we wrote a, uh, a we did a video. I did a video and we wrote a blog about something we had discovered, which was that Fauci was funding the Chinese communists. I mean, nobody knew this or the people who knew there were a lot new didn't care. They were scientists. That's great. Fund all the scientists. Fund me. Fund them, fund everybody. What, you're at war with Japan? Sure, fund them. You know, you're at war with China? Sure, fund them. Uh, you know, and I have nothing against the Japanese or the Chinese people, but we don't fund people you're at war with. And uh, especially you don't fund the worst weapon now we have, which is biological warfare. Mm -hmm. So we wrote that. We got 50,000 downloads right away, on, very quickly on the video. And we got it right away to the inner circle of the Trump family. We have to know some people. We also sent it to the media. And two days later, Trump stopped Fauci's funding of these Chinese projects. And Ginger and I looked at each other and said, I guess we're supposed to do this if we wondered if this was God's goal for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it looks like we're not allowed not to do it now. And um, that's how we really got started. So that's what this is about. I don't know that we need to spend more that's time okay, on it. Yeah. Just don't, let, me, let me just read the last paragraph. Sure. All freedom-loving people must continue to work together to develop an overwhelming grassroots movement, along with our own educational system, publishers, media, freedom-based corporations, and culture. We need to continue unifying around individual rights and liberty while divorcing ourselves from the global predators who have imposed the lockdown on us. And this is like a new idea for me. I rationalized in the past. When I got, from, you know, I like had five letters in a row published in the New York Times years and years ago. And then all of a sudden it all stopped. All the appearances, all the newspaper stuff. And I said, well, this is just because psychiatry is so strong and the mental health lobby is so strong. But she thinks they could tell before I could that I was actually a conservative. I thought I was a progressive and, and that uh, uh, you know, the, 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 they could tell that ahead of me and that they were going after me for both reasons. But I was naive. I actually was almost deluded because I thought, I kept telling myself, all this horror I'm seeing, it's just the pharmaceutical psychiatric industry. Right. It's because psychiatry has no science, so the pharmaceuticals have no science, so it all becomes a fraud. My, my, I realized professional psychiatry itself was a fraud, literally a materialistic religion, a very bad materialistic religion uh, with God as this fake, si fake uh, God. Mm -hmm. uh, science is this fake God. And, um, and then... I think I held on to that in my heart because I just didn't want to face it until COVID-19. And then when I started looking into it, I, I didn't see these corporations operating any differently in regard to the vaccines, even just as bad with the vaccines. Mm -hmm. And then just as bad with everywhere we looked in COVID-19. The CDC was as bad as the FDA and on and on. So it's like, 
we used to think that God's job for us, see, Ginger's Christian. So one of the first things she did 35 years ago when we got together. A mixed faith is, marriage. You've been together 35 years, you said? Oh, my God, yes. But we're not mixed about one thing. We, we deeply believe that God moves us. And um, I think that's the fundamental religion. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, we draw people of faith from all over the world to this show because we acknowledge (laughs) that fundamental starting point uh, that we get our marching orders from God, not government. The spirit can work through us at any moment in time. We can also live in fear and abandon it and then do horrible things, even unintentionally. And some of them are unintentional, but some of them that we see like in the Fauci's of the world, I believe there's intent there or so much just pure profitability and, you know, selling their soul, you know, to the devil for, you know, some other purpose or motive. And, and so that's a, you know, our worldview is that that's what we share. That's why we got, you know, I don't care what people claim their religion is. I I observe how they live and that tells me more than anything their label does. So uh, appreciate uh, your commitment and your wife's commitment to doing what I believe and perceive to be very righteous. Thank you. And, you know, um, I did a little book called wow. I'm an American about 10 years ago, which my agent would not carry because he was a progressive from New York City and it began to falling apart. I knew him since childhood. Mm. I knew this guy since childhood. And um, so I've been thinking about these things for a while, but but I was going to say, I was starting to say when Ginger came to live with me, she told me that, as a lot of people had told me, really, going back to the the early days, she told me that... um, you know, God, I was doing God's work. And she said, look at your training, look at him putting you, you know, you're nine years old, you're in a theater and you see the Holocaust. You're 19 years old, you walk into a state mental hospital and you see the Holocaust there and you get moved to take on the issues in psychiatry, become a psychiatrist. And she and so she said, God has been preparing you to, to be the first psychiatrist to stand up on all these issues. So... <laughs> About three months ago, she said, changed my mind. This was God was just preparing you through psychiatry to be one of the many to stand up and fight COVID-19 and the death of America and the second revolution. Hmm. <laughs> so that's what we're all doing. You yeah. know, we're all coming together. Ginger, to the is, second revolution. Ginger is so wise and uh, so great that you guys got together and are still together uh, doing what you're doing because it's a powerful force for good. And uh, I believe, again, the, the divine purpose here, by the way, we've learned, you know, more recently about the history of progressivism, which is part and partial to globalism. Our good friend, yes. Jonathan Emord has written a new book called The Authoritarians. Oh, wow. And Jonathan has battled against the horrors of psychiatry with, uh, you know, even re- revisiting electroshock therapy, trying to stop that from happening. But this book is about the assault on individual uh, liberty, the Constitution and free enterprise from the 19th century to the present basically and you you realize that we we didn't get here yesterday biden didn't become president by accident this term that over a hundred years in the making you know this progressivist movement to move people away from recognizing as our founders did and establishing a government to protect rights and to acknowledge our divinity and to a point where now we are in a mass collective and that we're willing to, for the greater good, which is an ill-conceived concept, when you can sacrifice innocent people to get to that greater good, that means you you deny basic fundamental human rights that are only available to individuals, not groups. But group uh, thought, group think, is socialism is communism. It's godless, in fact. And uh, it's, it always, it it's interesting evil. that it always is godless. They haven't found a way to make 
formulate it that's consistent with it because they're the gods they have to be the gods mm -hmm. they have to be the gods and rights have to come from them not from a source beyond us all right that's the yeah that's the conversion therapy as they take people of faith and convert them to a, a a false religion and we talk about it because john rapaport came up with the term church of biological mysticism i kind of modified it slightly to say it's the church of pharmaceutical mysticism because they kind of deny that biology has anything to do with anything right and they just say here you're you're lacking this substance that we've patented yeah, right. and you know, it's just absurd. Yeah. There's no such thing as a drug deficiency. And as uh, you've written about, and, and my buddy John has pointed out so many times that the the uh, DSM, the Bible of the psychiatric manuals, every version of it has never established a, a valid scientific uh, standardized test to determine any so-called psychiatric disorder, much less lead to the drugging of people with emotions that are difficult to address or understand why they're there. Yeah, you've nailed it. John's done a good job. Oh, he's amazing. He's a, he's a, I consider both of you just national treasures and ginger as well with all the work that you all have been doing. And I'm doing my level best just to keep up, uh, all these years as well, but I'm honored, uh, to know you and to, to have you on, I, you know, I, I would have had you as my first guest, but we didn't know you then. Uh, so 1000 was pretty good and getting you back on today. <laughs> is Awesome. And, uh, I would say that, uh, if you or ginger need to communicate to whatever audience you can reach, you always have a place here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Peter. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I really appreciate it. No, There's I really little, appreciate you. We're a little scared. We're in a little bit of a scary position, and the more support we have, the better. Well, and I ask everybody to send uh, prayers of, of uh, love and, uh, d you know, just divine realities that they manifest uh, because that's where the protection is. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's really in living and walking in the spirit and God's light and love, and uh, I know you guys are there. And so I want to remind everybody, again, the book, you can pre-order it now, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey by Peter and Ginger Bragan, and it's available immediately when you buy it at the great uh, pre-order sale price. You'll get the manuscript to read immediately. That's so awesome. And I want to I want to hear once you get the book, we'll get pictures of everybody with the book because we've done it with Jonathan Emord's book as well. But all of these things are linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. And you can see that there's uh, Peter with all of the many things that he's written about uh, his background, the YouTube page as well, the stories that he's written about and the Nuremberg Code uh, discussions we've had today, the Liberty Manifesto to restore America's freedom. It's all there in the notes today as well. And the website again, we are the prey P R E Y.com is where you can find the book, but we have it hyperlinked. So to make it easy for you when you come to robertscottbell.com, Peter, we got to wrap it up. Is there anything else you want to say real quick before we do? Oh, thank you for having me on treasure. I'm just did. And <clears throat> call me anytime. I'll be happy to try to help, help with anything that comes up along the way. God bless you.